over at Underwater. And with us today is Adrian Howard. How's it going, Adrian? It's going fine. Thank you very much. Good. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Agile UX, Agile uh, User Experience. And so first, uh, Adrian, could you start us off with maybe a little definition? What is that Agile UX to you? Oh, definitions, sort of one of my bet noirs. Um, I guess for me, it is being able to do user experience work well in an agile context. So it's it's being able to um, bring the values and skills and good things from the UX world into uh, an agile development process. And so I've seen it, uh, you know, I've tried a couple things. I've seen it to where... Uh, I've tried to get the people who are doing the user experience and the design and stuff working closely together with the developers who are actually write writing the code, and I've seen that work well, and I've also seen it work not so well. Um, but in my my ideal would be to have them work closely together and have them work on sprints together, working on the same sprint. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um. That's completely the way I like it to work as well. I think, I, for me, that works best um, when you actually have UX folk and developers, and in fact, everyone involved in the product development in the same room working on the same project. Um, I think a, a lot of the pain that comes from UX folk and Agile folk working together comes from that model where the designers are off in a separate space and doing their work at a separate time and then kind of feeding that to the developers to then carry on and do stuff. That's a really wasteful process. So something that I've seen in the past with UX developers is is like a desire to perform studies and um, like observations and stuff like that to try to figure out what the optimum way to do something mm-hmm. is. How does How does that type of UX design fit in with the Agile process? That is a really good question. Um, And the answer is, in some ways, not very well. Um, Agile is absolutely fantastic at um, building what you ask it to build. Um, The problem is, you know, you've got to know what to build first, as it were. And and most Agile processes are, are kind of... The stories that come into the process are expected to be, you know, pretty much fully formed, and the, the product owner or the, you know, the customer, if you're an XP type, um, you know, understands and says, right, this, this is, this is, this will give me business value. Go build this. Um, but a bunch of the UX skill set is before that happens in figuring out what to build, in figuring out product market fit, and that's a less easy fit into. Agile processes like Scrum and XP. Um, and what you're seeing now is this movement that, um, called Lean UX, which was a, uh, a term coined by um, Janice Fraser, um, an ex of Adaptive Path, um, which is bringing some of the, um, the ideas from kind of Lean Startup and Lean and UX together to try and start from the customer and then pull requirements through based around user research, based around understanding your customer and your product and your end users and pulling work through from there. Have you, have you guys experimented or done anything along the lines of like uh, split testing a user story so that you're able to 
like like kind of doing the study after implementing it. it it almost sounds like you'd be doing extra work because you'd be implementing a feature in two different ways but is, is that something that you guys have tried yeah that's that's definitely something we've tried and also i think at earlier levels than that starting to um let me put it another way with user stories, what you're what you're measuring, as it were, as as your 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 kind of units of progress is is that wonderful thing, running tested features. You know, you're you're really into knowing that you've delivered code that it meets the mm-hmm. meets the, what, the, what the product owner wanted, and you know that's your job as a developer done, and that's great and understandable and fantastic. Um, the problem is the business doesn't really care about that. The care about the business cares about something that actually works and sure. brings the business value. They don't care about running code. They care about value to the business. So um, a lot of the a lot of the work, especially in startup and early product development, is is understanding the value. So the 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 unit of progress isn't working code. The unit of progress is learning. Um, and the best way to learn stuff is by running experiments, whether it's A-B testing when you're, you know, trying to build a product in multiple ways, whether it's building a little bit of fake product to kind of test an idea, whether it's going out and talking to your users and um, observing them and seeing seeing what problems they have and then taking that information back to the rest of the team you know it's it's the learning which is the important thing at the start not the building software bit the building software bit comes out of the process of learning in the same way that um tests are kind of something uh, an incidental product of test driven development so how how close like when your uh designers and, and your developers are working together how closely do they actually work together i mean is it, are they in the same physical space or, or what would you recommend? Are they on the same team? Are they on the same team? Are they, are they going back and forth throughout the day? Um, the designers are, are giving feedback to the developers who are implementing their designs, that kind of thing? My, my personal ideal is to have um, the people in the same room, co-located team, and having developers and designers pairing with each other pairing. where it's all possible. Um, wow. And I found that works really well um, when you can do that. Unfortunately, what often happens is you have the, the, the design people are, are a limited resource in an organization. And you'll, you'll find that there's only one or two UX-ish people who are having to deal with three or four different teams. And um, then it becomes a lot more complicated. Um and I think actually one of the things that Agile does is actually it surfaces the need for more UX resources and, and people and understanding in a company. And you'll often find in those situations that the UX people, if they're working well with an Agile team, they become much more facilitators and teachers of UX and help to try and bring the general UX knowledge of the teams um, up a few levels. So the team is actually doing a lot more work by themselves, as it were, w- without the aid of a UX person on site. So in, uh, like I could see in a large company wanting to do that type of research and, and working with UX people would be a great way to uh, optimize a product's exposure or, or to get it more people get more people using it. 
But mm. in like in a startup, if if you're developing a new product and you're still struggling to get investment capital, uh, how do you justify the additional cost of getting a UX engineer, or even even spending time worrying about super precise UX when uh, when you're just trying to get something out the door? Well, it depends, of course, what you mean by UX. Um, a lot of people still think UX is just about kind of making things pretty mm-hmm. or making things kind of, you know, precise and tidy and easy to use. And that is certainly a part of the skill set that kind of sits under the user experience umbrella. Um, but there's also much more basic stuff about understanding your customers understanding the problems that they have, understanding the right solution to that problem. And that's vital stuff, especially in a startup, um, because the sooner you understand that, the sooner you're actually building the right product. And understanding that early means you, you spend less time and less money and less of your really limited burn rate in building the wrong things. Um, so the, the sooner you know, the sooner you have UX skills and UX knowledge in the team, um, the sooner you start building the right things. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a full-time UX person, but it does mean that the team needs some of those skills that UX people can provide. Um, they need to go out and find it themselves. They need to learn it. They need maybe to get in a consultant briefly to do stuff. But I think it's really important that. When you see successful startups, they have UX knowledge and skills being applied. It's not always from a UX person, though. I like what you said about a, a UX person and, and like a developer pairing together. Uh, have you found that doing that, the, the developer get, gains the knowledge uh, that he or she needs um, and that knowledge spreads throughout the whole team? Yes, is the short version to that. Um, There's an analogy I sometimes use is it's like the way that testers used to be seen in earlier. You know, there, there was a point very early on in Agile where, um, you know, hey, we've got tester development, which is great. We can, you know, all the programmers can do the testing themselves. We don't need testers anymore sort of thing. And then later on, we realized that, you know, testers as a specialization have really useful skills that they can bring to the whole team. Um, you know, the developers, as it were, work and do the easy testing and leave the hard testing to the testers so they can really focus on the difficult stuff. And I've, I've seen a similar transition with agile teams and user experience knowledge. Initially, it's like, we don't need user experience. We've got this really tight feedback loop we're releasing regularly, so we're getting lots of good feedback. Um, but the problem is with, without the right knowledge, you don't know how to use that feedback to improve the product. So once you have UX people involved with the team and pairing with the team, the knowledge on what the right thing to do is spreads throughout the team. The knowledge and skills of the reason why UX people are making certain kinds of decisions spreads throughout the team. So you get the whole team not making the dumb mistakes that UX people used to spend large chunks of their time kind of fixing. Um, and so the, the the team builds a better product by themselves, and the UX people can then focus on the more tricky problems that actually need their kind of full specialization skill set to work well with. Good points. It, it was interesting what you said uh, earlier about how uh, Scrum is really good about 
getting something done if you already know, you know, what if the story's already flushed out, um, if the product owner knows exactly what they want. With the UX person heavily involved and with this kind of gathering uh, requirements and really get going deep into what the customer actually wants, do you find that the product owner will give some of his or her um, authority to a UX person to make some of the decisions? And, and do you see that as a good trend or no? Um, well, to be honest, I, f- I find that the whole idea of the product owner to be kind of often deeply dysfunctional because okay. it's, it's a lot of responsibility and, and a, a lot of knowledge to put in kind of one person's hands. It, it's an incredibly difficult role to do as an individual and what you used to see a lot of on the extreme programming front was to talk about you know not the customer but the customer team there was a group of people who helped produce what you know the stories typically meant it should be and that's what i usually see i think in any kind of more complicated product it's not just an individual taking all the responsibility and all the decisions. It's a, you know, it's a combination of, you know, a business person and a UX person and, you know, a technical lead all putting their heads together and looking at the various advantages and disadvantages and figuring out what needs to be built to make the customers happy. Great stuff. Well, uh, well, thanks a lot. Um, so, do you have anything you'd like to share with uh, the listeners? Oh, sadly, I have no book or shiny new process to sell. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm Adrian H on the Twitters, and you can find me on the web at quietstars.com. Q U I E T S T A R S. I'm always happy to talk to anyone and, and everybody at tedious length about agile, lean, and user experience work. Uh, especially in startup and new product development contexts, um, just drop me an email, adrianh at quietstars.com. Awesome. Very cool. All right, thanks a lot, Adrian. Um, thanks a lot for listening to me ramble. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integrumtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866 244 8656.